Welcome to machine learning, <clears throat> Python programming. Well, I can uh, finish the efficiency on Python, and it pretty it becomes pretty clear that the fastest way you can do any process is <clears throat> uh, to avoid loops and to uh, do your transformations. Uh, as vectors, vectorize everything. Uh, so, and that includes, you know, slicing arrays, put them in NumPy arrays, slice them, uh, pack them using the map, um, uh, using iterative tools. Uh, you can set up combinations. These are all important features uh, for Pythonic programming. And, and it's not just, uh, you know, beautiful programming. Uh, but it's it's a uh, it makes sense from an efficiency standpoint to go through the uh, effort to try to get things in to NumPy arrays and to process your data that way. Um, and uh, so the larger your data set, the more you'll have to focus on efficiency. And I think that's one of the main reasons it this uh, was put in the. Uh, data engineering course is that uh, efficiency is going to to uh, trump uh, other other types of designs. So, like if you could use a list comprehension, uh, it might be more readable. But then, if you use an iterative tool, it might be more efficient. Especially if you can get everything reduced down to NumPy arrays, and you're doing uh, you're doing vector addition, multiplication, division, etc. Uh, on that, those vectors, it's going to be very fast. And logistic regression puts things into vectors, you know, and then that that allows it to to handle larger data sets. Um, and so those are those are critical critical elements to you know getting. Uh, your efficiency to where you, you can perform well. All right, so uh, statistics. Well, okay, so I took the baseball statistics and it was kind of interesting because we we're looking, I was looking at uh, playoffs and wins and uh, there's two stats that they want, they they felt were very important. That's win percent and uh, run differential. So they, they study all these different things, you know, uh, number of... Uh, runners, opponent runners on base and, and so forth. But when it comes down to it, they're really interested in win percent. So win percent is uh, a function of the runs scored minus, divided by uh, the, run, um, the runs allowed. And you do that in a power of two. So everything is, the, is squared. And um, what it does is, if you look at uh, look at it from the run scored and the runs allowed, calculating the win percent, it creates a more narrow uh, correlation between the uh, win and the uh, and the and the winning percent, and so. 
then you can you can use a scatter plot and then use the uh, playoff as the color. So it, then you can see what uh, general winning percent uh, that is the, most of the teams that make the playoff are, and it's it's somewhere around fifty percent, greater than fifty percent. But that's not all teams that are greater than fifty percent winning make the playoffs. But uh, it uh, does affect the uh, it does affect which teams uh, the the for predicting the the win percent. Uh, the win percent can be used to predict the, whether or not the team will make it to the playoff or not. So the, what I did to this, I I put the uh, aggregated by year. Uh, by team and by year, I aggregated a mean on that and uh, on the win percent and also on the run differentials, which is the difference between the runs scored minus the runs out, uh, allowed. And so you want to have, a, in a game, you want to have a low runs allowed and you want to have a high run score. And that will give you a large run differential. So the run differential... Um, can be used to see how you're doing, how you're racing against uh, your components. So how you, how you're comparatively doing. So a large run run differential is an indication that you're getting lots of runs in, um, and you're a pretty good defensive team because you're you're not allowing the other team to get uh, runs in. So run differential is important, and. Uh, well, then, as we, as we look at the data and you think about it, um, we want to take the teams and one-hot encode it. We don't want to rank the teams because uh, it will encode the teams, uh, but if, it, if it's repeating, then it will give it a, a, a unique, uh, another number. And so... We want to one hot encode the teams, and then um, we can uh, uh, we can we can uh, put that into a pivot table, and we can use the as an index on the pivot table. We can use the year, and uh, and also. We can look at the column as targets. So we'll have target zero, which means they didn't make the playoff, and target one that they did make the playoff. And then the value would be uh, our win percent. So we can see what point, what point the win percent uh, for the team for that year uh, would, or in this case, what the win percent would be to make it into the playoffs. So uh, we'll look at what the, the logistic regression predicts the win percent has to be. So th once we've done that, then we can just display that heat map and it'll kind of give us an idea of what the percentage, the win percentage per year, what was required to make the playoffs, what that cutoff was. Then we can plot the teams that um, had a win percent greater than what was predicted and see if they, they made it to the playoffs. So 
it's going to change from year to year, but it's going to be fairly close in uh, in the in the win percent per year. And it's kind of interesting because I did also a uh, bar horizontal bar plot, and I looked at the team and I looked at how many times they made it to the playoffs, and. A lot of the number one team that made it to the playoffs was the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. And you can really see that those are really good teams because they they constantly are making it to the playoffs. They have a high win percentage uh, and, you know, everything looks good on them and they, they have a history of making it to the playoffs. So it's almost like a given that the New York Yankees would make it to the playoffs and probably win the World Series. Um, over their, if you're, the, the frequency is high that they're making it to the to the playoffs, then uh, there's probably also a correlation to the number of times that they've won the World Series. Um, so this was kind of interesting. This competitive, anytime you have some competitive uh, variables where one thing is competing against another that you can measure it in terms of certain features and, uh, and look for those ratios as an indicator of performance. So I thought that was uh, an interesting case study that was done in Python. I threw in the logistic regression to see if uh, how things, what the predictors were. You can look at your probability coefficients, uh, plot them out, create a true-false diagram, create a confusion matrix, plot that out. See, just see how accurate your predictions are. And, uh, and using the, using those coefficients, then you can see which coefficients, maybe use the lasso curve to see which coefficients are contributing the most. And that would give you an idea of some of the, uh, the, the power in terms of predicting, you know, what, what teams are going to make it to the playoffs. Now, uh, maybe also another thing that might be interesting too is look at the density or velocity that uh, a team has. So maybe they've made uh, the playoffs in the last 10 years. So let's say 60% of the time they made the playoffs. Does that mean that there's, you know, what's the probability based on their historical uh, performance that they would make the, the playoff. So that's also something to consider. And then there could be some outlier groups where they don't make the playoffs. They're you know very infrequent. You know maybe they only made the playoffs six times or or even less. And uh, you know maybe then you're searching for for uh, individual components in the team that might uh, suggest that there could be a change, maybe like these outlier circuit uh, variables, like they get a really good pitcher or they get a really good hitter and, uh, or they get, uh, you know, some balances of uh, performing superstars that, that make it uh, work or, or maybe even they, they do something kind of odd. They don't necessarily go after the superstars 
but they go after a combination of players that can help them achieve a certain uh, level of proficiency and then uh, you know maybe they get so they get, they're very they reduce down their runs allowed and maybe that's the, the objective goal for the configuration of the team or the they you know they get some power hitters and, and they build up on runs uh, runs scored so maybe to reduce down runs allowed you get a super pitcher and a great outfield and so they spend the money on that so it's kind of like a what what type of configuration are you looking for to achieve a particular goal and so you would then maybe look statistically for individuals that can perform at a certain level that have a lower price tag and uh and then by combining what you know in numbers uh you could get some uh amazing results and then you have basically the money ball scenario maybe they're they can't catch the ball but they can you know you get a a guy who can really hit the ball really well he can't run fast but maybe he can really hit the ball hard so uh, those are those are some of the things that uh, uh, Moneyball suggests that, you know, that the statistics could could uh, um, play a factor in the decision making. You know, instead of using kind of trade trade uh, um, variables, that you actually now start thinking about um, things that, that uh, numerically work. And they and that was also covered in I think it was the Outliers where he talked about running running the the fourth down at the goal. So if you're within five yards of the goal um, or less or more, maybe maybe between ten to five uh, ten to five yards to the goal, do you uh, take the chance to run it in or do you kick for the the point? And statistically, if you run, were running it in, you would you would accumulate more points. But uh, traditionally, when you're that close, you always kick. 